From WDBM East Lansing, this is The Undercurrent, a weekly radio show that brings you audio narratives produced by students at Michigan State University. On Wednesday, Lansing Mayor Andy Shore announced his intention to run for a second term in 2021. It is expected that Shore will be running against former three-term Lansing Mayor Verg Bernero. On the special episode of The Undercurrent, News Director Nathan Stearns sat down with Shore to discuss a variety of topics, including the city's effort to improve racial equality and criminal justice reform, economic initiatives, and more. And now, here is Nathan's exclusive interview with Andy Shore. I think to get started, the first thing that I would like to know, and I'm sure a lot of people would like to know, is why should the citizens of Lansing give you a second term? What have you accomplished that you believe stands out? Sure. We've had uh, significant accomplishments in, the, in my first term, my first four years. And clearly, the first few years were uh, all about growing our city, growing it for everyone, uh, growing it through development and jobs, through stronger neighborhoods. Uh, through infrastructure and, and city services, uh, through partnerships with our schools and nonprofits, uh, you know, working on public safety, working on uh, economic mobility, uh, all of those things. Uh, into the third year, we hit a uh, pandemic. And um, we were still actually able to, to grow through the pandemic. We were able to, to have a, a new grocery store in, in a food-challenged area in, in the east side in Urbandale, downtown and stadium district. Uh, we're able to create the first new hotel in years, some new parks. These things all happened even during the pandemic. Um, but uh, during the pandemic, we, we moved into crisis mode, which included um, activities you know, for, for people during the pandemic, vaccination centers, uh, testing, uh, all of those things that, that were of need as people were, were kind of locked away from everybody else and not able to work. Plus, we're, we're addressing you know, some economic crises because of the, uh, the economic fallout from the pandemic. So. Um, Honestly, the answer is, you know, it's, it's my intention to continue to grow the city of Lansing over the next four years, continue to work on these issues to, to fix roads and sidewalks, to, um, to maximize our, our riverfront, to, to grow jobs and, and strengthen neighborhoods further, uh, to work with our schools and others, uh, and to get us kind of back where we were before the, the crisis came. Um, and that's, that's what I offer to the citizens of Lansing. And um, if, they, if they like the, the things that I've done, if they like my, my vision, then I ask for their vote. And what skills do you think that you possess that would allow you to be a better candidate than someone like Verg Bonero? Well, you know, I, I run, when I run for office, I put myself out there and let folks decide um, if, they, if they like what I've done, if they like my experience, and if they like um, my vision. Um, you know, he and I are, are very different. You know, I, I am someone who collaborates with others and works together, and, and, I, and I work hard. Um, he is, you know, the angry mayor. He's someone who who is very vocal and, and very critical about things. And, and, um, and it's just a very different style. Um, but I put out there my leadership style and um, I ask people to, to look and see if they like what I've done. They like the experience, they like the issues, they like the vision. Uh, and if they do, I ask them for their vote. And again, if, I, if, they, if they choose me, then I will do the job collaboratively over the next four years to grow our city. How have you dealt with criticism regarding issues such as racism and police practices within the community, especially considering that your own diversity and inclusion council has been somewhat critical of what's happened in Lansing? Well, it's our intention. First, I am very proud of the diversity that we have in our leadership team. 
you know, our leadership team, our cabinet, um, they, they represent all aspects of the diverse Lansing city. Um, so I am tremendously proud of that and all the work they're doing. Um, you know, I, we're, we're working hard on, again, on, on, um, on equity, on racial justice. Uh, we have made significant uh, progress. We, you know, we're working on fines and fees. We've changed policing around so that way uh, they're, they're not doing what are called pretextual stops. So if you have like a broken taillight, we're not pulling people over, which leads to, to higher numbers of, of uh, criminality by, um, by minority community members. Um, so we've got our Racial Justice and Equity Alliance, um, which is a, you know, an alliance of, of many people, local leaders who are working on plans and working to make sure that, um, that the issues that we work on are important to the city of Lansing and taking opinions and taking feedback. You know, there's, there's, there's never going to be 100% of people who are going to support me or vote for me. Um, I'm going to provide this leadership to show that, um, that Lansing is diverse and that we are listening to all the opinions and we're taking action to make sure that, that uh, you know, if you call 911, you want a police officer to come because you've got something going on, um, but they're gonna do it right. They're, you know, we don't stand for police brutality. We don't criminalize homeless. We don't criminalize mentally ill. We're the first city in the state that has a police social worker uh, that works with our police officers. So, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna take on the issues. I'm gonna address them. I'm gonna listen to folks and, and we're gonna take action. And again, not everyone will, like the way I do things, but, um, but I'm going to do them and we're going to listen and take action. And, um, and that's how we move forward. So to go off of that, how do you balance the concerns of some of your, of your constituents who are worried about the racism and the discrimination while also ensuring that there are police officers to keep everybody safe? Yeah. Again, for me, um, what I hear is that people, when they call 911, uh, if someone's breaking into their house or if there is someone, you know, doing property destruction, they want an officer to come to them. They want an officer to come and to respond. Um, but they want the officer to act correctly. Again, they, we don't stand for police brutality. Our own officers have taken a pledge that they see a fellow officer engaging in police brutality. They will take action against that officer. Um, so to me, that's that's the balance is, you know, have have the the the, um, the safety and security that the residents expect but make sure the officers are doing it appropriately. Make sure we're not um, pulling over people for, for things that, you know, you want to pull over someone when there's a moving violation. If someone runs a red light, you want to pull them over. If there's an air freshener, you know, hanging from their, their rear view mirror, there's no need to pull them over just to see if there's something else wrong. Um, those pretextual offenses, they went away as soon as that started becoming, you know, as soon as we started hearing from the community that this was happening, our police chief and myself, we did a review of policies and we changed them. You know, we do not do no-knock warrants because this is something where you've seen uh, uh, problems nationally. So we do not engage in no-knock warrants. We, we've made significant changes based on feedback from the community and we'll continue to do that. Uh, our police are engaging in, um, in community uh, policing, which is proactive policing. So you get out there and, and you show that the police are there to help. Um, so we're doing a lot of that work to make sure that the community and our police department and our city are on the same page. If you're elected for a second term, what other changes would you enact in that sphere? In what sphere? In the sphere of criminal justice and criminal justice reform. Well, we're, we're still listening. We're still reviewing. We've got uh, outside experts who are, who are doing reviews of all of our policies. So we're going to see what the recommendations are. Um, I certainly have concerns about the city jail, um, and I would like to see that shut down at some point. But you've got to have somewhere to put um, folks when they are, you know, when they're brought in. So... Um, we were not, uh, we were left with a, a proposal from the previous administration on what to do with City Hall, but there was no proposal on what to do with the jail. 
And if the only option is, you know, every arrest to take them down to Mason that takes an officer off the street for an hour, we have 85,000 to 100,000 arrests every year. Um, we need a, a solution and we've been working on that. So what specific <laughs> economic and social guidelines have you been able to pass in your first term to improve the lives of Lansing citizens? Well, we've, we've done significant work on, on uh, economics and development. Um, you've seen development you know, throughout the city. Uh, again, you've seen a new grocery store. You've see, we've seen um, corridor improvements. We created new corridor improvement authorities. We've seen over a billion and a half dollars in investment in the city. Um, so we've seen significant uh, economic plans. We've housing. We've created housing for all incomes from affordable housing to workforce housing to market rate housing. Um, so we're, we're making sure that people can live here. Uh, we're, we're doing all kinds of work with our downtown, with our business corridors, you know, our Old Town Corridor, our Rio Town Corridor. Um, so we're seeing significant development investment in Lansing. We're helping out small businesses, uh, especially through COVID, getting them grants and loans, uh, keeping them in business. Um, so all of these are, are tremendously important for our city and our economy. So the city pulse, as I'm sure you are aware, in late January ran with a report that said that you got a COVID vaccine. Were you deemed as a frontline worker, just out of curiosity, and how would that process go down? The city of Lansing was offered, um, was offered uh, vaccinations. Uh, the city employees were offered vaccinations. And when, as I've been telling everybody, if you are offered the shot, take it. We want everybody to be vaccinated. So the city employees were offered vaccinations. And um, we offered them to the city employees. And, and I, again, I've been telling everybody if you get offered it, take it. And I thought that, um, that I got vaccinated last. After all of our city employees had options, I got vaccinated last. Because honestly, I've been telling people to take it if they get offered. And our city employees were offered. And they took it. And I took it with them to show them that it's important to get vaccinated. So uh, they were offered. And, and we took it. I'm not you know, the, the health professional. I am listening to the professionals who say that uh, the city employees uh, have that offer. And again, we have city employees that help out the public from police and fire who've actually got it um, before. Uh, they got it several weeks before to, you know, code inspectors who are in houses, to parks employees, to, you know, we, our, our people deal with the public more or less. So they were offered the shot. They took it. I got it last and, and showed that the mayor will, will get it along with you to show that it's safe. So what do you deem as your biggest accomplishment and your biggest challenge in your first term? You know, I can't, I can't say one big accomplishment because we've had many. Um, we've had many in different spheres, uh, creating a department of neighborhoods and, and being able to provide resources to our neighbors, being able to fix streets, finding new ways to fix sidewalks to kind of slice off the sides. So that way um, we're able to fix sidewalks. People can walk and, and use wheelchairs and things like that. Um, the economic development and and uh, investment in our city of over one and a half billion dollars, uh, getting through uh, not only the COVID pandemic, but a massive flood in my first year where uh, we were able to save hundreds of homes in Urbandale because we put up a barrier uh, under 127. These are all incredible, incredible um, uh, accomplishments of, of the city under my leadership. You know, I don't, I don't take credit for all that. We have incredible city employees, but you know, I, I was lucky enough to be mayor and, um, and I worked with our, our department directors and our city staff to make sure that these things happened. Um, so there, there are just many accomplishments that I'm proud of, and, and this is what the voters will get if they return me to office in the second term. You know, we've had lots of challenges. You asked about challenges. Again, we've, we've had a flood. We had uh, some very significant 
cold weather when you have negative 32 degrees we were able to get uh, every every member of the homeless community off the streets when it was negative 32 degrees even people who don't want to be sheltered they came in um, because it was it was too cold for them to be out there um, we've been able to you know to create housing for people to live here um, these are all challenges that we've been able to finalize i was able to take projects that had been on the drawing board for years and finalize them we have a red cedar development going on on the east side that had been in process for six years and i was able to bring that um, to finality we have uh, some housing downtown and some housing on the south side that um, that was in progress that i was able to bring to finality so um, these were challenges that we took on uh, COVID is certainly uh, an enormous challenge and we're going to come through COVID stronger um, we'll have to, to navigate our budget and, and we're still looking at the federal government for stimulus so that will be a challenge moving forward um, we have a, an enormous unfunded liability that was left to me uh, when I came in and we've been able to, to chip away at that and to close out retiree health care systems so we're taking on the challenges um, it's not easy but the job's not an easy job and, and uh, I'll continue to do it if the voters reelect me. So what specific plans do you have for your second term in getting the Lansing economy up and running? Yeah, we'll be rolling those out over the next few weeks and months. Um, it's, you, you'll see all of that coming. You know, this is uh, March and the election is in August and November. So we'll be sharing a lot of that. Uh, a lot of it is, is, is policies that we've been working on up until now and continuing many of those policies, but some things and some ideas uh, are things that we'll be bringing up. You know, we, we continue, just because I'm running for office doesn't mean I'm not gonna have new um, ideas and other things. And we, we just opened an ice rink right outside of City Hall, which is a new amenity that people can use, which is safe during COVID times. You know, we, again, we've done drive-through Halloween last year. We did a drive-through senior fair uh, for resources for seniors. So we'll continue to, to, to be innovative this year and we'll be rolling out you know, new things and vision documents and plans for the next four years. Just one more question for you, Mr. Mayor, and that is, if you are elected to a second term, what is going to be your first order of business? <laughs> Couldn't tell you right now. Again, it's a, it's, it's, I'm not going to hold on to something for January just to make it my first order of business. Um, we will continue to, to, to grow the city. We will continue to um, face the challenges before us. And, um, you know, ask me that when I get elected, and I will tell you because before then, we're going to have many things that we're going to be working on through the city. Uh, so I will be implementing things, you know, from here, from February through December, and then again, starting in January as a, as a re-elected mayor if the voters decide to send me back. For more on undercovering kind of local Lansing stories, uh, different sort of narratives that are happening all around the world, but or right just in your community, always tune in to Impact 89 FM. The undercurrent airs on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Undercurrent on WDBM.